0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come, Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Series 3, Episode 276 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us as we continue with our study of this week's Come, Follow Me materials, finishing off Doctrine and Covenants Section 109 today um, in the section of September the 27th to October the 3rd, where we're looking at Doctrine and Covenants Section 109 to 110 Um, We'll continue where we left off from yesterday. There is so much uh, in this section from the dedicatory prayer uh, to study, but we won't be able to cover it all. And so once again, I just encourage you to uh, go through and study yourself and share what you've learned uh, on our Facebook group as well. Or go from verse 36 to 37, which says, Let it be fulfilled upon them as upon those on the day of Pentecost. Let the gift of tongues be poured out upon thy people, even cloven tongues as of fire and the interpretation thereof. Let thy house be filled as with a rushing mighty wind with thy glory. We have here um, a request from the prophet that there will be great... Signs and blessings from the spirits upon the people, and many witnesses of this day in their own personal histories recorded uh, these things happening: a rushing mighty wind that filled the, the house of the Lord, people speaking in tongues, and many other spiritual manifestations that happened uh, from this blessed this blessed day. And in fact, not even just on that day, but throughout that blessed week, where the temple was dedicated as well. Um. I mean, again, we could go into all the accounts of that, but we just would not have time. So do look at the um, the Revelations in Context and the Joseph Smith Papers analysis for further information on that. If you're interested in the uh, historical resources section of the Come Follow Me digi- uh, the digital version of the manual. Uh, very, very interesting that. Um, in verse 38, it says, Put upon thy servants the testimony of the covenant, that when they go out and proclaim thy word, they may seal up the law. And repair the hearts of thy saints for all those judgments thou art about to send in thy wrath upon the inhabitants of the earth because of their transgressions, that thy people may not faint in the day of trouble. Um, We have um, this blessing that is given and that the covenants that they they make, uh, that the saints make are very important, uh, that they will give them great blessings as the Lord prepares the earth uh, for his coming. And um, Aldenille Maxwell said, quote, a lack of deep personal prayer and deep genuine worship also erodes our faith. Much of any weariness is attributable to carrying the heavy natural man. Unlike others, we might carry the natural man is heavy and he is not our brother. Close quote. We're given a, a promise that the Lord will take upon us our burdens if we follow him and we make those covenants with him and seek to keep those covenants. Those burdens may be light. Um, But if we do not uh, strive to keep our covenants, then those burdens will become heavier. uh, And it is something which um, he desires to take from us and lift from us. But we need to make sure that we're doing as much as we can on our side to make sure we're making the right choices. Um, In verse 44, it says, But thy word must be fulfilled. Help thy servants to say, with thy grace assisting them, thy will be done, O Lord, and not ours. Uh, I like this because the Lord is here saying that, um, well, the the prophet is asking the Lord um, to help the the people with his grace to say, thy will be done. We know that prayer is ought to be a two-way communication, that this two-way communication is ought to be uh, an opportunity for us to have our will more aligned with the Lord, rather than prayer being a list of, uh, kind of like a a wish list uh, to a um, a gift grantor um, out in the cosmos who is going to just give us gifts that we ask for. That's not what prayer is. It is an, it's aligning our will to the Lord to be desiring things that he is going to bless us with and willing to bless us with. Um, but that can be hard. And so I like how it says that with the, with the grace of the Lord helping us to be able to say, thy will be done. Um, of course, you know, those were the words that were uttered by the Saviour himself in the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, and I think that that is clearly something that we should aim towards. President Russell M. Nelson said, quote, The practice of church members is to kneel in family prayer each morning and evening, plus having daily personal prayers and blessings on our food. President Monson said, as we offer unto the Lord our family and our personal prayers, let us do so with faith and a trust in him. And so in praying for temporal and spiritual blessings, we should all plead, as did Jesus in the Lord's prayer, "Thy will be done, close quote. So uh, it is a, an opportunity uh, to have that uh, support in order to do this uh, so that we can then receive those blessings. Um, really, as we go through the rest of the uh, the section, there's some things that are very particular to the saints. There's mention uh, of um, the mobs. But in verse 50, uh, it says, Have mercy, O Lord, upon the wicked mob who have driven thy people, that they may cease to spoil, that they may repent of their sins if repentance is to be found. But if they will not, make bare thine arm, O Lord, and redeem that to which thou disappoint a, a Zion unto thy people. Um, it's interesting that in verse 50 we have that plea um, in regards to the wicked mob that has pretty much destroy the lives of the saints in Missouri. Uh, and of course, uh, those in Kirtland who are causing problems for the saints, um, that the prophet requests mercy upon them, which is, again, such a Christ-like um, action, as we saw on the cross. You know, the very first thing the Savior said was to ask uh, for, for mercy and forgiveness for those soldiers um, who had done the deed because they they weren't aware of what they were doing. Um, we move further on through the section, and there's further requests and promises. What what I like about this is actually as well that we don't have this kind of when 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 we're when we're in primary and kind of learning about prayer. As we or if, if if we enter the church through uh, baptism, uh, when we are over eight years old, we're taught about prayer because often people aren't sure how to pray. Um, and we're taught, and we give them a usual kind of structure. You know, you say, "Dear Heavenly Father," you say what you're thankful for, thankful for. You say what you what you want to ask for, and then you close in the name of Jesus Christ. And of course, that is a a good kind of structure to have if um, if you are learning to pray. But by this stage, you know, in your in your gospel study, if you are, you know, a number of years in the church, if you are have are studying deeply from from these kind of scriptures then you should learn by this uh, dedicatory prayer that that structure is not a structure you have to follow necessarily. It is a support to those who might need it. But by, by the time that you are more mature in the gospel, then prayers don't need to follow that pattern. And I think it's important for us to reflect on what pattern we go through when we pray. Just be a bit more aware and conscious about what we're saying um, and what and where we're saying it I mean, this is a great pattern, uh, the dedicatory prayer. It's a very long one, though. Um, Enos uh, is a great pattern of prayer, which if, we, if you go back and study, uh, then it's, it's a great example of things that you might need to make sure you cover that we don't talk about. Um, but And uh, also Brother of Jared, uh, when we look in, in the early chapters of Ether, and he prays to the Lord to help him light the stones. Um, he has a great uh, pattern with his prayer. Uh, and there's many others of course in the scriptures um but just thinking about how we pray what structure we have and how we say our prayers i think is something to consider too uh, because uh, it can be a great uh, support to us uh, to think about our prayers and make sure they are the most powerful and the most personal uh, that we can give uh, to our to our father uh, which who can then re- reach out to us and give us that opportunity to have our will more aligned with his. Um, I guess, finally, uh, I want to share this in verse 72. It says, Remember all thy church, O Lord, with all their families and all their immediate connections, with all their sick and afflicted ones, with all the poor and meek of the earth, that the kingdom which thou hast set up without hands may become a great mountain to fill the whole earth. Uh, Joseph B. Worth has said, quote, In our day, great things are happening in the kingdom. The church is moving forward throughout the world as never before. It is a privilege for us to witness in our lifetime such exciting progress toward fulfillment of the the great prophecy. Great things are happening because so many of you are acting faithfully upon the points of God's law and commandments. As leaders of the Lord's church, we are thrilled to see so much good being done by the righteous and faithful Latter-day Saints. Close quote. We have a role to play in the fulfillment of this promise that the church will fill the earth. And so be a light and reach out and bless the lives of others. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please continue to follow the podcast on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And until we meet again.